Part five, Proposition thirty one to thirty five of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Meilinger. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Alves. Part five, Propositions thirty one to thirty five. Proposition 31. The third kind of knowledge depends on the mind, as its formal cause, in so far as the mind itself is eternal. Proof. The mind does not conceive anything under the form of eternity, except in so far as it conceives its own body under the form of eternity. Part 5. Proposition 29. That is, except in so far as it is eternal. Part 5. Propositions 21 and 23. Therefore, by the last proposition, in so far as it is eternal, it possesses the knowledge of God, which knowledge is necessarily adequate. Part 2. Proposition 46. Hence the mind, in so far as it is eternal, is capable of knowing everything which can follow from this given knowledge of God. Part 2. Proposition 40. In other words, of knowing things by the third kind of knowledge. See definition in Part 2, Proposition 40, Note 2. Whereof, accordingly, the mind, Part 3, Definition 1, in so far as it is eternal, is the adequate or formal cause of such knowledge. Quadrat demonstrandum. Note. In proportion, therefore, as a man is more potent in this kind of knowledge, he will be more completely conscious of himself and of God, in other words, he will be more perfect and blessed, as will appear more clearly in the sequel. But we must here observe that, although we are already certain that the mind is eternal, in so far as it conceives things under the form of eternity, yet, in order that what we wish to show may be more readily explained and better understood, we will consider the mind itself as though it had just begun to exist, and to understand things under the form of eternity, as indeed we have done hitherto. This we may do without any danger of error, so long as we are careful not to draw on any conclusion, unless our premises are plain. Proposition 32 Whatsoever we understand by the third kind of knowledge, we take delight in, and our delight is accompanied by the idea of God as cause. Proof from this kind of knowledge arises the highest possible mental acquiescence, that is, definition of the emotions, 25, pleasure, and this acquiescence is accompanied by the idea of the mind itself, part 5, proposition 27, and consequently, part 5, proposition 30, the idea also of God as cause. Quad Arad demonstrandum. Corollary. From the third kind of knowledge necessarily arises the intellectual love of God. From this kind of knowledge arises pleasure accompanied by the idea of God as cause, that is, definition of the emotions, 6. The love of God, not in so far as we imagine him as present, part 5, proposition 29, but in so far as we understand him to be eternal, this is what I call the intellectual love of God. Proposition 33 The intellectual love of God, 
which arises from the third kind of knowledge, is eternal. Proof The third kind of knowledge is eternal. Part 5, Proposition 31, Part 1, Axiom 3. Therefore, by the same axiom, the love which arises therefrom is also necessarily eternal. Quadero demonstrandum. Note. Although this love towards God has, by the foregoing proposition, no beginning, it yet possesses all the perfections of love, just as though it had arisen as we feigned in the corollary of the last proposition. Nor is there here any difference, except that the mind possesses as eternal those same perfections which we feign to accrue to it, and they are accompanied by the idea of God as eternal cause. If pleasure consists in the transition to a greater perfection, assuredly blessedness must consist in the mind being endowed by perfection itself. Proposition 34. The mind is, only while the body endures, subject to those emotions which are attributable to passions. Proof. Imagination is the idea wherewith the mind contemplates a thing as present. Part 2. Proposition 17. Note. Yet, this idea indicates rather the present disposition of the human body than the nature of the external thing. Part 2. Proposition 16. Corollary 2. Therefore, emotion, see general definition of emotions, is imagination, in so far as it indicates the present disposition of the body. Therefore, Part 5. Proposition 21. The mind is, only while the body endures, subject to emotions which are attributable to passions. Quadera demonstrandum. Corollary. Hence it follows that no love save intellectual love is eternal. Note. If we look to man's general opinion, we shall see that they are indeed conscious of the eternity of their mind, but that they confuse eternity with duration, and ascribe it to the imagination or the memory, which they believe to remain after death. Proposition 35. God loves himself with an infinite intellectual love. Proof. God is absolutely infinite. Part 1. Definition 6. That is, Part 2. Definition 6. The nature of God rejoices in infinite perfection, and such rejoicing is, Part 2. Proposition 3. Accompanied by the idea of himself, that is, Part 1. Proposition 11 and Definition 1. The idea of his own cause. Now this is what we have, in Part 5. Proposition 32, Corollary, described as intellectual love. End of Part 5, Propositions 31 to 35.